0: Tom Cruise is retiring from playing Ethan Hunt and I received the phone call and they didn't pick me again, but that's okay. Uh, most of you are familiar with that song. It's uh, the theme song for Mission Impossible. Uh, most of us today uh, look at the movies or recognize that song through the movies, uh, but it goes way back into the 19. 19- 60s. Uh, about, I think, in 1966, there was a TV series called Mission Impossible. That's where it began. And the focus of the 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 show and the and the films are they are always given a task, a mission, if you will, that always seems impossible on the surface to complete, but yet somehow, some way, they always finish it. And I want to talk to you today about missions that God gives us that on the surface may seem impossible, but yet you and I too can't complete them with his grace. I'm going to be reading this morning from the book of Genesis in chapter 24. It's going to be a little bit lengthy in the reading, uh, but I want you to stay focused with me because it's important that we take the time to kind of uh, read all of these verses so that we can get a good picture of what transpired. I'm beginning in verse 1 of chapter 24. Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. One day, Abraham said to his oldest servant, the man in charge of his household, take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh, swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my homeland, to my relatives, and find a wife there for my son Isaac. The servant answered, but what if I can't find a young woman who is willing to travel so far from home? Should I then take Isaac there to live among your relatives in the land you came from? No, Abraham responded, be careful never to take my son there. For the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and my native land, solemnly promised to give this land to my descendants. He will send his angel ahead of you and he will see to it that you find a wife there for my son. If she is unwilling to come back with you, then you are free from this oath of mine. But under no circumstances are you to take my son there. So the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham. He swore to follow Abraham's instructions. Then he loaded ten of Abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master, and he traveled to distant Aram Naharaim. Excuse me. Uh, there he went to be uh, to the town where Abraham's brother Nahor had settled he made the camels kneel beside a well just outside the town it was evening and the women were coming out to draw water oh lord god of my master abraham he prayed please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master abraham see i am standing here beside the spring And the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them, please give me a drink from your jug. If she says, yes, have a drink and I will uh, have a drink and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Now, before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebekah coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, who was uh, the son of Abraham's brother, Nahor, uh, and his wife, Milcah. Rebekah was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring and filled her jug and came up again. Running over to her, the servant said, please give me a little drink. Of water from your jug? Yes, my lord, she answered. Have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. When she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. And so she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. The servant watched her in silence wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he took out a gold ring for for her nose and two large gold bracelets for her wrists. Whose daughter are you, he asked. And please tell me, would your father have any room to put us up for the night? I am the daughter of Bethuel, she replied. My grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. Yes, we have plenty of straw and feed for the camels, and we have room for guests. Then the man bowed low and worshipped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. Now I'm going to jump to verse 42 of the same chapter as he meets the family of Rebecca, verse 42. So today I came to the spring. I prayed this prayer, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please give me success on this mission. See, I am standing here beside this spring. This is my request. When a young woman comes to draw water, I will say to her, Please give me a little drink of water from your jug. If she says, Yes, have a drink, and I will draw water for your camels too. Let her be the one you have selected to be the wife of my master's son. Before I had finished praying in my heart, I saw Rebecca coming out with a water jug on her shoulders. She went down to the spring and drew water. So I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, yes, have a drink and I will water your camels too. So I drank and then she watered the camels. When I asked, whose daughter are you? She replied, I am the daughter of Bethuel and my grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. Then I bowed low and worshiped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, uh, because he had led me straight to my master's niece to be his son's wife. So tell me, will you Or won't you show unfailing love and faithfulness to my master? Please tell me yes or no, and then I will know what to do next. Then Laban and Bethuel replied, The Lord has obviously brought you here, so there is nothing we can say. Here is Rebekah, and take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. A lot to read, but uh, it's important that we get a good picture of what transpired. Abraham had a mission for one of his servants. Uh, And that mission was, I want you to go to the country that I came from, and I want you, when you get there, to find my family, my relatives, and I want you to get a wife from my son from there. I don't want my, my, uh, my, my, my son marrying any woman from the Canaanites. I want him to marry someone uh, from my family, from my relatives. And so to kind of help us understand what we're going to talk about today, we're go- we are going to talk about mission possible. Not impossible, but mission possible. And in our text today, Abraham will represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and I are going to rep- be represented by the servant in the text. And so from that, I want to draw a few highlights for us. that I think are going to help us to understand what the focus of this message is today. First, let me begin with my first uh, thought that I want to highlight. And that is that God has a mission for every servant. God has a mission for every servant. And by mission, what I'm talking about is that God wants to use us to meet the needs of others. Notice the mission to the servant was, my, my son has a need and I want to use you to meet that need. And that is the, the, the essence of what God's mission is all about for us. That God wants to use us to meet the needs of others. And during this pandemic, while we are have a difficulty or we have restrictions, that's the better way to put it, we have restrictions on gathering, uh, it's difficult, some may look at, it, even impossible to consider, how we can meet the needs of others. If we're not really gathering as a church family, Uh, And we have to uh, be careful about uh, socializing and staying six feet apart. And we're all limited in all of these ways during this pandemic. uh, I think some might think that it's impossible to really serve the Lord by meeting the needs of others. But it's important that we are reminded here today that all of us in the body of Christ are reminded that the pandemic does not put God's missions on hold. No pandemic puts God's mission on hold. The mission to meet the needs of others is always in active format when it comes to the spirit of the Lord working in and through our hearts. He's not limited by physical circumstance. The Lord still desires during this pandemic to use us all to meet the needs of others. How God will show us about that, we're gonna talk about that in a few moments, but it's important that we are reminded during this pandemic, we don't put our service to others on hold, on the shelf. During this pandemic, we don't take a break and say, well, that's it, there's nothing I can do ministry-wise, and so I'm just gonna do my thing and, and, and wait until we get back together. No, God has a mission for every one of His servants. It's a mission to meet the needs of others. Secondly, I want you to know that the mission will require commitment. The mission will require commitment. Abraham came and asked his servant to swear that he would fulfill the mission, that he would carry out this mission. He didn't want to send the the servant out there, on the preacher that believing, well, he's going to do it. You want it? No, I want to hear from you. I want you to make a commitment right here, right now, that you are going to be faithful to fulfill this requirement, this mission that I have for you to getting a, a, a wife for my son. And I, it's important that we need to recognize for all of us that God is always asking us to be committed to the mission that he imparts to us. Uh, It's a mission that's going to require us to be committed. Going back to the servant, he was sent to where Abraham came from, to where his relatives were. That was approximately 200 miles away. I want you to think about that number, 200 miles away. If you were traveling today 200 miles by car, it would take you approximately four hours if you're traveling on the highway. Uh, More, of course, if you're traveling by the street. But there were no cars in those days. There were only camels or donkeys. So uh, Lord only knows how many days it took this long, arduous journey. So the servant had to commit to to taking this journey, approximately 200 miles, And even the servant wondered if the fulfillment of this mission were possible because, well, what if she doesn't want to come back? I mean, what if she doesn't want to travel and come back all this way? Uh, What if she doesn't want to, I mean— she doesn't even know me. I, I'm going to come out of nowhere. I'm going to be a stranger, and I'm going to be asking for her to leave her family. I'm going to be asking her to leave everything that she's familiar with, her home, her family, uh, and all the things that she loves there, to travel with me over 200 miles to be married to a man that she's never met. What if she doesn't want to come? In other words, he was doubting the, whether this mission was even possible to fulfill. It didn't seem possible that even the family would let go. Come on, you dads today. Today is Father's Day. Think about it. Think about it. if I showed up. Uh, we're, we're in Chicago. So think about if I showed up in uh, four hours from now, I don't know where that might be, Minnesota or somewhere, Wisconsin. Uh, four hours from here, I, I knocked on your door one day, and I introduced myself and said, hey, I'm here on behalf of, let me see, who's the single guy that I know? Uh, who can we use? Single guy in the church. Huh? We're all married here today. No, but we got um, Sal. There you go, Sal. On behalf of Sal, I am here to ask you to give your daughter to me to take back to marry this guy named Sal, who's a rich dude. He's got a lot of money, and he's good-looking, and he got all this stuff. Would you give me your daughter? I mean, how many fathers would say, yeah, take my daughter? Go ahead. Seemed impossible. But that's what Abraham was asking his servant to do. I believe that the mission that God will impart to us will require us to be committed because it won't be easy nor will it seem possible in our eyes. God may be asking you during this pandemic, I want you to make sure that you... Uh, are ministering to those that are in your family that don't know Christ as their Savior. I want you to go out of your way to do things that will honor them, that will bless them. I want you to go to your neighbors uh, that are in your community, and I want you to see how what you can do to meet their specific need and to bless them. And doing all of these things, fulfilling God's mission— may seem impossible to us in the beginning. It may seem like it's a little bit going to be too hard to work all this thing out. And what if they don't agree? What if they don't respond the right way? We are good at asking all of these questions to God. But remember, God is asking us to be his hand extended during this pandemic. God is asking us, reminding us that we have that great commission that has not stopped because of the pandemic. We are commissioned to make disciples into this world. And during this pandemic, the creativity has to be there. And God is the one who has the creativity. God is the one that will show us how and where we are to minister, what mission we are to take up that he is asking us to take up and be committed to. Which leads me to my third thought. We'll need the master's resources to fulfill the mission. We'll need the master's resources to fulfill the mission. Notice that the servant, once he made that commitment and swore to Abraham, the next thing he did, he loaded 10 camels uh, with very expensive gifts. They were gifts that Abraham had. They were Abraham's possession. So he took these gifts to load them up, and they weren't for him personally, but they were entrusted by Abraham to the servant so that he can take and use for the very purpose of securing the mission and completing the mission. In fact, look at verse 53 with us. Uh, in, In verse 53, Then he brought out silver and gold jewelry and clothing and presented them to Rebecca. He also gave expensive presents to her brother and mother. Then they ate their meal. Excuse me, let me just stop there. So notice that the servant now, upon hearing that there was favorable news, we believe this is God, Go ahead and uh, take Rebecca. The next thing he does, these expensive gifts that he had been traveling with, he now gives these gifts to Rebecca and to her family. There are gifts that God entrusts every single one of us with. I'm talking about two, a twofold uh, as far as the gifts are concerned. They are the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God will impart to us. Then there are also uh, gifts that God puts in our hands, physical possessions, the things that we currently have in possession. Remember, they're not for us. They're to be used by us to bless others, to meet the needs of others. And so you have these two different kinds of gifts that, uh, that belong not to us. They belong to our master, the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're given to us for the specific purpose to help us in fulfilling our mission. And that mission is to meet the needs of others. And sometimes in meeting the needs of others, it will be materially driven where people may need uh, food, they may need uh, other help in their home or whatever the case might be. uh, In this time where we're sheltering in place and many have lost their job, but it also may be that they need comfort, they need guidance, they need encouragement. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit. The greatest gift that God has deposited in the lives of every one of his children is the Holy Spirit. And he will lead us. He will guide us. You say, oh, but I don't know what to say. You don't need to know right now. In that moment when you are to speak, the Holy Spirit will give you the words that you need to say. Words that will bring strength. Words that will bring encouragement in the lives of people. These are expensive gifts that God imparts to you and I. They're not to be used for ourselves, but they're to give away to bless others and meet their need. Number four, and my thoughts. We cannot neglect prayer throughout the mission. Notice the servant gets to the well, and now he prays. In fact, let me back up for a moment, just so that we can get a, a recap. The servant is commissioned by Abraham, go and find a wife for my son. Then he's entrusted with expensive gifts to help him fulfill that mission. And now he gets to the well, and as he gets to the well now, he lifts up his voice in prayer, and he asks God for guidance. He asks God, I'm here at this well. God, I, I, I need your help. I, I, when, I, when I get I see a woman come for water, if I ask for, for, for a drink, let her give me a drink. But then let her go a step further and let her uh, uh, agree to water and volunteer to water my camels. So he began to pray now, asking God, To lead him and to guide him, right? And even as that began to unfold, it was an amazing thing because the Bible says he wasn't even finished praying and it already began to unfold right before his eyes. Now, for you and I, God will give us a mission. He has a mission for every child of God. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care if it's been a very short time. God can still use you to fulfill his mission. Whatever it is, to meet a need here or meet a need there. Secondly, We're going to need commitment to fulfill that need because to us, it may not be easy. It may even seem impossible. But just because it seems impossible to us doesn't mean we should give up. We need to be committed. Uh, It it took time for that servant to get to where he needed to go. And it may take time for you and I to work through all the issues that may be there in order to meet the need that's before us. But we're, we're commissioned by God We're entrusted with his expensive gifts. We have all of these things. But notice, we just cannot neglect prayer. Let me give you just another analogy to this. I am commissioned by God to be a minister of the gospel. God has imparted to me a gift to communicate God's word. And in his grace and in his mercy, God is also now imparted to me and trusted me, with not only with this gift, but then the gift of the Holy Spirit, the anointing to be able to minister under the power of the Spirit of God. But that does not mean that I can neglect praying. In other words, I get a word from the Lord because all I am is a messenger. I don't come up with messages myself. I'm only to communicate the message I receive from above. So now, I received the message. I know what the master wants me to say. The master has empowered me as he promised with his Holy Spirit. Does that mean now I don't need to pray? No. I need to continue to pray. Even as this moment comes and during the sermons, I, in my spirit, I am praying, Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, show me what to say. Show me what not to say. Help me with divine illustrations that will help the people feel connected to the message. You get the picture? In other words, just because we're commissioned to go on a mission and just because we've been entrusted with gifts doesn't mean now we don't have to pray anymore. On the contrary, we need to make sure that we never neglect prayer. Not only that. We need to be specific in our praying. I love how the servant prayed. He was so specific uh, in his prayer. We need to pray for guidance. We need to pray for discernment. If God gives you a mission on reaching somebody, a neighbor for Christ, now you need to begin to pray, God, how should I do this thing? God, what do you want me to say? What do you want me not to say? Where do you want me to go? how can I carry out this mission in such a way so that I might be successful for your honor and for your glory? And I love the fact that God answered his prayer even before he was finished, which encouraged me to remind us all that as we lift up our voice in prayer, we have a God who will answer even as we're praying. Lastly, we must put guard against distractions. That's point number five. We must guard against distractions. Now, by distractions, here's what I mean by that that which will keep us or delay us from fulfilling our mission. That's what distraction was. In fact, you look at verse uh, 33. Here, let me go back to 33. When he, the servant gets to the house, they're serving food. In verse 33, then they served, the food was served, but Abraham's servant said, I don't want to eat until I have told you why I have come. All right, Laban said, tell us. Then you have in verse uh, 54, Then they ate their meal and the servant and the men with him stayed there overnight. But early the next morning, Abraham's servant said, send me back to my master. But we want Rebecca to stay with us at least 10 days, her brother and mother said. Then she can go. But he said, don't delay me. The Lord has made my mission successful. Now send me back so I can return my master. So here you have Abraham's servant. He's there before the family. He shares with them what's going on and what's transpired and what he believed God is doing. Uh, And then they they, they, they serve him a meal as is tradition in those days to feed him because he's come under their roof. But he says, look, that would be a distraction. In other words, I I'm not going to allow myself to even eat yet until I know whether my mission has become successful or not. Eating can wait. Let me stay focused on what my mission is. And then they, 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 they affirm that they believe that it's the Lord and that everything is wonderful and they, uh, he gives gifts to Rebecca and to the family and because it's late that night, he sleeps over, but in the morning now, Notice he didn't stay lax. He's saying, okay, I got to get back to my master. I got to now bring his wife back. But the family says, well, you know, let her stay 10 days. And then she could go, oh, time out. 10 days, no, no. You've got to let me go here and now. I don't want to delay in going back to my master. And if you read the rest of the chapter, they Asked Rebecca, Rebecca, do you want to go now? And she said, Yes. And he went on his way. And he ultimately, when he arrived back home, he presented Rebecca to her new husband. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. God is going to give us a mission. A mission to meet the needs of others. How that's going to unfold, that's where we need the Lord. to to guide us. We need to pray for his guidance in these times of, of the pandemic and socially distancing. Let's make sure we understand it. We are surrounded by needs all around us. And so we need God to speak to our hearts, to give us the mission. We need to recognize it's going to require commitment on our part. Then we need to understand it's not going to be about us using our own personal resources. It's going to be about using the resources God has given to us already. The resource of the Spirit of the Lord who dwells within us and and the gifts of the Spirit of God is going to be the physical resources that God has blessed us with. Remember, God's physical blessings are not for us to keep, but for us to use to fulfill the mission that He imparts to us. And that we're going to continue to pray because prayer has to be an integral component as we are looking to see how it unfolds so that we can be successful in this mission. And we have to guard against distractions. There are going to be a myriad of distractions. At the very top of the list, will be your own personal needs. The the, the servant was willing to put his need aside for food and say, that's not important right now. What is important is the success of my mission. And I want you to know, does God want to bless us? Yes. Does God want us to prosper? Absolutely. But I want you to understand that there are all kinds of distractions that are all around us that can get us focused on ourselves. It can get us thinking, I can't help you because I got to take care of myself, because I got my own needs. And that is not the spirit of the Lord. God will bless us personally as we look out and say, God, show me my mission. We're in a great mission field, God, but what is my unique, specific mission? mission that you want me to undertake. And I know that as I do that, you're going to take care of whatever I and my family need, because that's the kind of God that you serve, that we serve. And God, I'm not going to get lax. I'm not going to allow this thing to delay. I'm not going to get lazy. I want to stay focused on the completion of this mission. Pastor Jason and the worship team, if you can return, please. Mission possible. That's what I titled this message. Because whatever mission God gives you on the surface, in our humanity, it will seem impossible to us. But if we will look to the Lord, he will help us during this pandemic to accomplish the mission that he imparts to us that will bring honor and glory to His name as we are used by Him to meet the needs of others. God has a mission for every servant. And that mission will require commitment. We cannot allow this pandemic to keep us corporately and individually from fulfilling our mission, we'll need the master's resources to fulfill the mission, and we cannot neglect prayer throughout the mission. And we must guard against distraction.